Gibson of the International Secret Police. Guided by Kinka, arrives in Leopoldville just in time to save the life of Mrs. Buchanan, wife of the missing investor of the Atlantean Syndicate. Speed and Barney arrive later on the train with the baggage, and most important, the portable shortwave set. After telling the police of Mrs. Buchanan's predicament and winning their promise of cooperation, the boys have a conference with the lady and are about to learn the details surrounding her husband's disappearance when the voice of the octopus comes in over the shortwave set, which has been opened in an attempt to reach Carlos in the Sahara Desert. The criminal warns Mrs. Buchanan to tell the secret police nothing more if she ever hopes to see her husband again. We now find the boys trying to soothe the frantic woman. The octopus always talks like that, Mrs. Buchanan. Well, he's been saying such things to Clinton us for a long time. Nothing's happened to us yet. At least, not much. But you are the secret police. He fears you. I'm helpless, as poor John was helpless. Now, Mrs. Buchanan, do you trust us? Trust you, Mr. Barlow. Why, of course, you saved my life. Then place yourself and your husband's fate in our hands. If anybody in this world can find John Buchanan, we shall, I promise you. I believe you. Yes, I believe you will find John. Then you'll give us whatever papers he left? Yes. Yes, I'll help you in any way I can. You'll never be sorry for it. I have all the papers together in a strong box. Will you pardon me while I go and get it in the next room? Yes, of course. I shall only be a moment. Please make yourself at home. She's sure nice, isn't she, Clint? Yeah, she's very nice, Pete, and very courageous, too. Yeah, it took plenty of sand for her to stick around in this hole trying to learn something about her husband. Hey, 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 what's that falling on my head and neck? What? It looks like sawdust. And look, ants. Ants? On my neck? Take them off, quick. You might as well get used to them, Bonnie. Remember, Leopoldville is famous for its ants. He's fine thing. Even the ants throw sawdust in your eyes. Yeah, we haven't much to go on yet, have we, Clint? I'm hoping that Buchanan's papers might reveal something. And then I want to question some of the natives in the village. They might be able to tell us something. Oh, yes? Kinka, Your Excellency. May I answer? Oh, Kinka, of course. Come on in. Where have you been? Searching for old friends, Speed Gibson. I found many, praise Allah. But alas, many have also been destroyed by lions and leopards. Hmm, nice country you've got here. But you missed a broadcast by the octopus being away, Kinka. He told Mrs. Buchanan to pipe down over the short wave set. Is that so? Oh, Mr. Barlow, I learned something which may interest you. What's that, Kinker? There is a woman in the village here who knew the man whom you call Buchanan. She is what you call a half-caste. Nigerian and Swahili. Blood runs in her veins. I think she might be able to tell you much of Buchanan if you can win her trust. Does she uh, speak English? Yes, and she understands it even better. Good boy, Kinky. You're proving invaluable to us. Come along. We're going to find that girl. Especially you, Bonnie. Yeah, huh? Why especially me? Because you're going to be the one who's going to win her trust. Hey! Hey, quiet now. Here's the box for the papers, Mr. Barlow. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Buchanan, uh, some pressing business has just come up. I wonder if we could postpone looking over these papers until tonight. 
That way I'll be able to give them more time. Anything you wish. Oh, that's fine. We'll leave you for a little while now, and I'd advise you to get some rest while we're gone. Oh, now you'll be perfectly safe. I'll instruct the police guard around your bungalow to increase their vigilance during our absence. You're very kind. You're not leaving the village entirely. Oh, no, no. There's just someone that Barney must see. Come along, Barney. Let's be on our way. Boy, what a place. Look at those ferns. Big as trees, Clint. And look, poinsettias. Golly, flowers everywhere. Hanging from the trees and everything. Flowering air plants, Speed Gibson. They take their nourishment from the air itself. Apparently growing out of nothing. Oh, oh, uh, there is the girl, Your Excellency. The one buying the cloth at that stall there. Bad. All right. All right, Barney. Now's your chance. We'll wait here. We'll pretend to be looking at something in this stall while you go over and make her acquaintance. Stay with her and win her confidence. Learn as much as you can without appearing to be asking questions. And then report back to us at Mrs. Buchanan's bungalow at 11 o'clock tonight. Why don't you do the job, Clint? You know I ain't no ladies' man. Get going. All right. Come on with me, Lucky. Hey, why are you taking the dog? I got my reasons. Hey, here we are. Now, Lucky, see that piece of cloth the lady's holding in her hands? Okay, then get it for me. Second boy, second boy. Here, 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 Lucky, stop that. What's the matter with you? Oh, my beautiful dress, oh, too. That rag? I mean, it was just a piece of cloth, But it was going to be a dress, one, and I have no more money to buy more. Now, look, I'll, uh, I'll buy another piece. How's that, huh? Oh, no. I am daughter of Chieftain. What's that got to do with the price of wheat? My dog tore up something you just bought, and I ought to pay for it. That's the way we do in America. You are from America? You said it. Now, will you let me pay for the damage? Well... Atta, girl. What'd you say? I mean, that's fine. Now, let's see. You want another piece of cloth, the same color, and... How about having something to eat afterwards? It's getting on towards evening, and I hate to eat alone. How about it? Because you are married, and because I knew another who was very kind. Yes, Buana. Buana, what are you called? Most everything under the sun, but uh, you just call me Barney, and everything will be just swell. And uh, what's your name? Tanura. Mmm, Tanura. I think you and me are going to get along just dandy. Yes, sir. Here it is almost midnight. Barney hasn't shown up yet. Maybe he got too interested in that girl, Clint. No, Barney isn't like that. When he's got a job to do, he doesn't allow anything else to interfere with it. Could anything have happened to him, Mr. Barlow? That's exactly what I'm beginning to wonder, Mrs. Buchanan. Kinker, how much do you know about this uh, Tanura, as you call this girl? Not a great deal, Your Excellency, except that she is the daughter of a Swahili chieftain. Her mother was a Nigerian of my own people. But why did Mr. Dunlap seek her company? I may as well tell you, Mrs. Buchanan. This girl knew your husband well. Tanura? Well, yes, I know that. She used to bring him messages from her father. Well, why didn't you tell us that before? Well, I forgot it for the moment, and I didn't know you'd contacted the girl at all. I often asked John about the messages she brought him, but he never would tell me. They seemed to worry him. Oh, great Scott. That may be the key to the whole thing. What do you mean? Mr. Buchanan knew this girl and her father. Perhaps these mysterious messages 
led to his disappearance. Perhaps you mean Mr. Dunlap may have disappeared in the same manner? Exactly. Oh, great heavens, I hope not. Oh, and it's midnight. Barney's never this late. I'm not going to wait any longer. What are you going to do, Clint? I'm going to find this Tanura and see what's happened to Barney. I hope we're not too late. (laughs) 